Good morning, and welcome to Spiritual Awareness with Pastor Davenport. Before we begin, I want want you to know that Jesus is before us. Jesus is behind us, and, and Jesus is always beside us. And that we are surrounded by an awesome God. And if you believe that, I just want you to to just hold on to that as we present this message today. I want you to grab your Bibles, just uh, just grab hold of your Bible as you're as you're hearing this today, and turn to Colossians, the book of Colossians. That's New Testament, uh, the book of Colossians, chapter one, verse nineteen through twenty-three. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna read that right after we have our prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, just bow your head wherever you are, unless you're driving. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, uh, we come before you today, Lord God, just lifting up, uh, just lifting up the world around us, Lord God. No no matter where you are in the world, uh, we we know that these are troubled times. We are in the times of trials and tribulations, as as the book of Revelation speaks of it. And Lord God, we're just going to take this moment in time to join as prayer partners and prayer warriors and and, and as I preached before, the, the sons and daughters of thunder, and we're going to come and, and we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna just pray the Lord God that you would intervene on our behalf as, as the book of, uh, of, of Chronicles as chapter 2 and, and, and 7 and 14 says, When my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray, Lord God, uh, and seek my face and, and turn from their wicked ways. Then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Father, we're praying that prayer right now in Jesus' name. We come before you and we're praying for the world. And we're praying for America, Lord God. There's too many children dying in the streets of America. <coughs> and we can see that, Lord God, that, that we need your hand, Lord. We need you to just swoop over this land of ours, Lord, around the world and intervene. Father, I believe that we are on a a crash course, if you will. I believe that we are under a dynamic attack from the devil himself. And Lord God, it is time that you raised your hand and stomped out the devil and sent him back to the pits of hell where he belongs. And Father, I'm praying that my prayer partners are going to pray and lift their hands up as, as I'm lifting my hand up right now. In the name of Jesus, we beseech you, Father, intervene. Intervene on our behalf, Lord God. Send a legion of angels to, to do battle with the principalities of darkness that have attacked our country and the world around us. And be with our leaders, Lord God. Take the, take the, the scales from their eyes and open their eyes that they might see the damage that's being done to our country and to the world. I do not believe that this pandemic is man-made. I believe this pandemic came was spawned by the devil himself from the gates of hell. And I want to send it back there in the name of Jesus. And I want my prayer partners and prayer warriors. I want everyone who believes in Jesus Christ, all believers of every denomination to come against this pandemic in the name of Jesus. And let's send it back where it belongs to the pits of hell. In Jesus mighty name, we pray these things. Amen and amen. I want you to turn your Bibles with me real quick to Colossians chapter 1 verse 19 through 23 and we'll read it together ready for it pleased the father that in him should all fullness dwell and having made peace through the blood through the blood of his cross by him to reconcile all things to himself by him i say whether they be things in earth or things in heaven hallelujah 
And you that were sometimes alienated and in enemies of in, in your mind by wicked works, yet now hath he reconciled. Are you listening, church? In the body of his flesh through death to present you holy and un, unblameable and unimprovable in his sight. If ye continue in the faith, are you listening? If ye continue in the faith, grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel, which ye have heard, and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, wherefore I, Paul, am made a minister. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the word of God. What is it saying to you? It is saying that we need to get back into the word of God. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God. It's time that we grabbed our faith, oh sons and daughters of, of thunder, and we begin to pray the demons of, uh, the, uh, the, of unrest that's going on in our country and around the world. Together, together we have the victory in Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray these things. And everybody said, I want to welcome each and every one of you here to this broadcast this morning. I pray God's blessing upon each and every one of you. Woo! I'm telling you, there's an anointing around this, uh, this studio this morning. We are here. We are here because we have the victory in Jesus Christ. And we have the victory in Jesus Christ because of the blood of the Lamb. We are the blood-bought people of Jesus Christ. Amen. Can you say amen? Because of the blood of the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. <coughs> you know, the Bible is a book of blood. You know, I'm holding my Bible. You can't see me, but I'm holding the Bible right now. And it's the, and, and it's a book of blood. There, there are of us who preach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. And the blood of Jesus Christ have uh, those of us that preach that gospel uh, have been labeled kind of the slaughterhouse preachers and excuse me and I probably have to plead guilty to that <laughs> to that charge it is the blood of Jesus Christ that gives power to this gospel it is the blood of Jesus Christ that gives power to this to our salvation hallelujah Glory to God. It is the blood of Jesus uh, that gives power and anointing to our teachings. And it is the blood of Jesus that gives uh, credibility to all of Christianity. One drop of the blood of Calvary makes every demon in hell begin to tremble. Absolute fear. It is the blood that was shed for you and I. And every one of the you that are within the sound of my voice, it was his blood. That was shed for you. And without the blood of the cross, there is no salvation. Can you say amen? Without the blood of the cross, there is no healing, no mercy. There is no deliverance from Satan's power. And believe me, that's what's going on in America today. That's what's going on around the world. People have forgotten God. They've released God from our schools, from our government. From our very homes, God is forgotten. There is no hope of everlasting life. There is no hope, period, without the blood of the cross. And I want you to hear this this morning. I'm fired up. Uh, hallelujah. I'm under the anointing of the Spirit of God. We are not saved by the church membership. We are not uh, saved by baptism in water. 
uh, church membership or uh, a water baptism are empty and hollow without the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We're not saved by fraternal orders that uh, uh, of doing good works. We're not saved by morality or respectability or reality, uh, religiosity. That is a word. All of your righteousness is as filthy rags if you have not been to the cross of Jesus. Without the shedding of the blood, there is no remission of sins. If you reject the blood of Jesus Christ, the wrath of God abideth upon you. That's the Bible. So I have to ask you this question. Whew. I have to ask you this question this morning. Do you think a loving God put his son through the hell of the cross just so that you could write something in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? Jesus Christ went to the cross because it was absolutely imperative for your redemption, for my redemption. Without the shedding of the blood, there is no remission of sin. And if you haven't been to the cross of Jesus, the wrath of God abideth upon you. The Bible says, who has received the Son hath life. But those who have not received the Son, the wrath of God abideth upon him. When Christ was on the cross, God poured out his wrath on his Son as your substitute. He bore the substitutional death. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God, hallelujah, the gift of God is eternal life through the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you reject that substitutionary death of the Lord Jesus Christ, then the wrath of God shall abideth on you and you can't pay the price because the wages of sin is death. And the, he paid that wage. Hallelujah. He paid it for you. He paid it for me. He paid it for all of those that are out there. He said, he said, he paid a debt he did not owe. I owed a debt I could not pay. And Jesus, say Jesus, Jesus went to the cross and he paid it for me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Can you, can you praise God right where you're sitting at home? Maybe nobody's looking at you. So just say praise God under your breath. Hallelujah. If you're at work, you know, Hebrews chapter nine, verse 22. And according to the law, almost all things are, are purged with the blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission. Without shedding of the blood, there is no remission of sin. I pray God. I pray God today. Father, help us plant firmly in our minds and in our hearts that without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. That without the blood of Christ on the cross of Calvary, Calvary there would be no salvation. That without the shedding of his blood, there would be no eternity. Help us to learn of the power of the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' name, I pray this and I ask it. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. I want you to know that life is in the blood. Moses wrote in Leviticus 17, 11, the life is in the blood. Say that with me. The life is in the blood. In your physical body today, your bones are stationary. Your muscles are stationary. Your tendons are stationary. The only thing in your physical structure that moves in your body, when the blood stops moving, you die. Listen, when the blood stops moving, you die. And you die immediately. So what's the point, Pastor? When the blood of Christ that is in your life 
and your unity stops moving, the church dies. Without the blood of Christ, without the Spirit, the church dies. The church that does not have the blood moving through it as its prime mover is a dead church. It is a religious social club. A man who prays without the blood of Christ on that prayer is going through a religious ritual and has no life and has no power. Your testimony without the blood of Jesus Christ is empty words. That doesn't clear the roof and certainly does not threaten Satan or his hordes, nor his powers, nor his principalities. It is the blood of Jesus Christ that gives life to our prayer, to our church, to our teaching, to our preaching, and the life to the gospel of Jesus Christ. For without the shedding of the blood, there can be no remission of sin. Are you hearing me, church? What can wash away my sins? Nothing. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other font I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Without the shedding of the blood, there is no remission of sin. See, I don't care how moral you think you are. I don't care how good you think you are. I have, uh, if you have not been to the cross of Jesus, you're... You're a heartbeat away from the gates of hell, and you're not saved. Are you listening? The life is in the blood. The life is in the blood. What is the point of us taking communion? It is symbolic, a blood transfusion from the throne of God. (coughs) Excuse me. It's 115 over here in Fort Mojave, and it's hot. Jesus said, this is, this is my blood of the New Testament. Drink ye all of it. In other words, this is a new covenant that he's making with his blood. Because Adam died of blood poisoning. Did you know that? And that blood poisoning is sin. It's a virus that's in the blood. God said to Adam in the day that he, ye shall eat of it, ye shall surely die. And their spiritual relationship died, and there has been a sin virus in the blood from that time till now. Up until the time that you accept Jesus Christ, and the blood of Jesus flows from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet, that virus is killed once you accept Christ. Today, or whenever you take communion, and you lift that communion cup to your lips, You are symbolically saying, my life is purged by the blood of the Lamb. When you put it to your lips, every demon in hell will cringe. Every power of darkness will back off. That person is covered in the blood of Jesus Christ. That person is is covered in the blood of the Lamb. Now there's the power in his life. Now there's direction in his life. We have lost this one. That's what they'll tell the devil. We have lost this one to the throne of God. Oh, praise God. Can you imagine? For we've been washed in the fountain, church. We've been cleansed by the blood. Hallelujah. Can you give God praise right where you are? Let me take it further. Let me take it just a little bit further. Any medical doctor will tell you that right now in your body, there are viruses that are growing, that are running loose. Some of you have cancer cells running around in you. You don't don't even know it but it's there. 
and when the medical science can detect cancer. I'm telling you that I believe because of the power of the blood of Jesus Christ, when you uh, lift that communion cup to your lips, cancerous cells begin to die by the healing power of the resurrected Son of Almighty God. Someone needs to shout amen out there. I believe that, the, that, that arthritis dies in the presence of the communion cup of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I believe that every virus that is running loose in your body that is trying to bring you physical death dies because of the life is in the blood of Jesus Christ. And it flows like a river from the throne of God. Now listen, drink ye all of it that ye might have everlasting life. That's what Jesus said. Drink ye all of it that ye might remember me. Let me flip this nickel over. To the other side paul said when ye drink of the cup worthily worthily i give you caution here paul said when ye drink of the cup worthily that happens he also said when you drink of the cup unworthily you do drink unto yourself damnation for this cause many are sick and weakly among you and many sleep sleep as in death I want you to know, church, that when you lift that communion cup to your lips and your, your life is not right with God, you are mocking the cross of Jesus Christ and everything that he did on that cross. And you are mocking the blood of Jesus Christ and God's wrath will abide upon you. When you lift that cup to your lips, it is not Jesus' ceremony. It's God's church doesn't do realistic ceremonies or ritualistic ceremonies excuse me you see this is god's church when you lift the communion cup to your lips you are saying yes to a personal relationship with god you're saying to god my heart is right with you O lord there is nothing between my soul and my savior i've confessed all my sins and now i am prepared to let the blood of jesus flow I have been to the cross. I've accepted Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, as the substitutionary Lamb that God slew for my sins. I am right with Him. My soul is redeemed. I am saved. I am my way to the heaven, and the blood of the Lamb is upon my brow. I've been redeemed by Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. The blood is the only thing that guarantees us unity. The blood, again, is the only thing that moves every 23 seconds. It makes the complete loop from the heart carrying nutrients, vitamins, oxygen, cleansing the whole body. The moment that the blood stops moving, you die. It is what keeps the body together. So it is in the body of Christ. Paul said we are one body. Denominations divided, the blood of Jesus Christ unifies. It brings us all together. The heart doesn't say, I'm a Baptist. Heart, I wouldn't, I wouldn't dare pump blood to a Pentecostal head or, or a Lutheran legs. Listen, let them die. That's not what, the, that's not what it says. It doesn't do that. It, do, it just does what God designed it to do. The heart doesn't say, I've done more than my share, let, let the lungs take over. 
Look at look at me. Listen to what I'm saying. Here I am, always behind the 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 senses, hidden away back behind the rib cage, working day and night. I beat 120,000 times every eight hours, and the face gets all the glory. <laughs> I'm not going to do it no more. I quit. Then what happens? Adios, Avita Zane, drop dead. Think about it. I ask you, if Jesus Christ died for all of us. What is all this bickering among all the churches? What's all the bickering going on in America today and around the world? We need to go to the cross of Jesus Christ. We need to be washed in the blood of unity and be one with Jesus Christ. Can you give him glory where you are right now? Doctrines divide us. All this stuff that's going on in the streets of America today is dividing us. And the Bible says divided we fall. United we stand. There are so many doctrines, I don't have enough bookshelves to hold them all. And what have to do with, with, with man's salvation? They divide us. There are people who, who teach you have to go down in, into the water three times before you can properly be baptized. As if being dunked in water longer makes you more righteous. If that's, if that's the case, we should all spend a night in, in, down at the river. The cross unifies us. Racial issues divide this country right now, wide open. But the blood of Jesus Christ unifies us. My friends, when you pick up this book, the Bible that I'm holding in my hand right now, there is no white church, there is no black church, there's no brown church, there's no yellow church, there's no red church. It is only the blood-bought church of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Son of Almighty God, and I can give him praise and glory right where you are right now. Give him praise and glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Stand to your feet and just give God praise right now in Jesus' name. The blood speaks. The blood cries out for peace and tranquility in America and around the world right now. When Cain slew Abel, his blood cried from the ground to God. And that blood said vengeance. Vengeance. And God cursed Cain. I want you to understand that when Jesus shed his blood at Calvary, his blood spoke to the throne of God and it said mercy. Mercy, mercy. It did not cry out for vengeance. It said mercy. And that's what we're asking for right now. We're asking for mercy and we're asking for peace and tranquility uh, around the globe. We're killing our children, the future of our country and the world. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. And from the cross of Calvary to the empty tomb, God extends his mercy to all who will receive it. Hallelujah. God hath said, for whosoever will, let them come. The church has become so concentrated in getting the right people. We haven't gotten any. There are no right people. There are no pillars in the church. There's no holier than thou. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I'm saying to you today, go ye therefore into the streets and beyond. Bring all people of every race, of every creed, of every tongue, the down and out, the up and out. Search for the guttermost to the uppermost, the addict, the alcoholic, the young, the old, from the, from the uh, barbarian to the prostitute. Jesus said, bring to me the whiskey drinking, snuff dipping, law breaking, uh, 
paganistic sinner and bring them to the cross of Jesus and let them be saved by the blood of the Lamb. Praise God. Give him praise today. Look. Look at the stream of the blood that flows through the pages of God's word. Through the ages, there has been a river of blood. It begins at the gates of Edom. It starts when Cain slaughters his brother Abel because Abel brought a sacrifice that was was a lamb that God approved according to Hebrews chapter 9. And God was angry at Cain. Why? Because Abel did it God's way. Cain did it man's way. Listen, there is still that controversy whether you're willing to do it God's way or man's way. Many Christians today are, are moral and respectable and they're good. But that doesn't matter sometimes when it's when it comes to your redemption. The Bible says without the shedding of the blood, there is no remission of sin. You've got to do it God's way. There is no other way. If you've never been to the cross, you are not saved. If you are not of the household of faith, <coughs> somebody say amen. Whew, I'm telling you, the anointing is strong today. Continuing. The scarlet stream of the blood continues as sin continues in this world. And right now, there's a lot of that going on. Sixteen centuries have passed, and then comes the flood. And first act of Noah following the flood was that he shedded, uh, was the shedding of blood on the altar built by the door of the ark. And sin again prevailed in the world. And God called Abraham to take his only son, Isaac, to the hill of Mariach and to sacrifice him to the God. But there God provided a ram, and that ram's blood was the shed as a testimony that God would provide a lamb. God provided that lamb. And hundreds of years later, Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God, would climb that same hill and bled and died that I may have everlasting life. Are you listening to me, church? The Lamb came. The Lamb was victorious. Sin was defeated. Satan was defeated. And I am redeemed by the Son of Almighty God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. 400 years have passed. And a beautiful boy named Joseph is sold into slavery because of his coat of many colors. Sometimes you, you, your clothes get you into trouble. He went down into Egypt. And into a due possess time, he became the Secretary of State, the second most powerful man on the face of this earth. And the family became a nation as to brought Jacob and his brothers to live in the rich lands of Goshen and Egypt. And they became a nation of millions of people in 400 years. And then came the night when God said, It shall be the, the sign unto you that you shall put blood upon the mantle of your houses. And when the death angel passes through the land, I will see that the blood will pass over you. The plague. The plague. And I want you to understand, when the death angel passed over the land, he did not stop at the houses that were covered with the blood of the Lamb. Are you listening to me, my friends? Are you listening, church? Hello. Sound familiar? I'm telling you as plainly as I can that if the blood of Jesus Christ is not covering your home and your family, Satan can still come in and rob and kill and destroy. He is after you and your children and your grandchildren. He can rob you and your mortality. He can kill your goodness. He can destroy your righteousness. 
But hear me now. The one thing Satan cannot penetrate is the blood of Jesus Christ. You're worried about the pandemic. You're worried about coronavirus. I'm telling you right now, go to the cross and live. The blood was necessary for every divine right. Throughout all the prophets, the concentration of the house, the redemption of sin, the consecration of the child, the blood covenant, the festivals, the consecration of the priest, every lamb had to be brought to the altar. It had to be a young male lamb without blemish, the perfect for, for the imperfect, the sinless for the sinner. And when Jesus Christ made the sacrificial lamb, a lamb without blemish, perfect, without sin, died on the cross, and he bowed his head and he said, it is finished. When he died, my sins died with him, forever washed in the blood of the Lamb of God. What can wash away your sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make you white as whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. So precious is the flow that makes me white as snow. No other font I know, nothing but the blood of Jesus. There buried in the deepest sea, never to be remembered against me anymore, gone because of the blood of Jesus Christ. Give him praise today. Hallelujah. How did Jesus begin his ministry? He said, Behold, the Lamb of God hath taken away the sins of the world. I have not come to rule. I have not come to die. Or excuse me, I have come to die. At the Last Supper, he said to his disciples, This is my body, which is broken just for you. This is my blood that is shed for you. Drink it in remembrance of me. At Calvary, the Lamb of God was slaughtered. Slaughtered. That lamb rolled off the cross and through the book of Acts, it spilled through the book of the Romans, through the Corinthians, Galatians, Ephesians, Philippians, all the way to Revelations. Where John the Revelator said, Unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his blood, in his blood, say it with me, in his blood, who hath made us kings and priests unto our God, to him the glory and the power and the dominion forever and forever. I want you to understand that when that scarlet stream of blood touched me in Vietnam in 1968, it transformed me into a new creation because of the power of the life-changing blood of Jesus Christ. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. There is no remission of sin. It was imperative that Jesus was born of a virgin. Why? Because the virus of sin lives in every man. The Bible says, For by one man did sin enter into all the world. That man was Adam. And you are a descendant of Adam. When you open your eyes in the earth, you have that virus in your veins. And the only way that it can be removed from your veins is by the substitutionary lamb that was perfect to go to the cross. When Jesus was conceived by the Holy Spirit, God bypassed that blood poisoning that was in Adam's veins and he bought, he brought you a lamb that was perfect and was worthy by your redemption. Behold the virgin born lamb of God who died to take away the sin of the world. It was special blood. It is not confused with the blood that first plagued the earth in Egypt when the Nile ran red with blood. I want you to understand this. The ivory bathtub of the Pharaoh was changed from water to blood. It's not to be confused with the blood of Jesus. 
It's not confused. It's not the blood of Paul. It's not the blood of the church mortars who were taken to the stake and burned alive and who smiled as the flames burned their flesh. It's not that blood. Not that blood. What blood is it? It is the blood of the Lamb of God, the only begotten Son of the Father, the virgin-born Son of God, the priceless blood of the resurrected Christ Jesus. He who is dead and now is alive forevermore, it is the blood that cleanses sin. It is the blood that shackles Satan and the powers and principalities of hell. It is the blood that conquers cancer, heart disease, and AIDS, and now the coronavirus. It is the blood that gives us victory over fear and guilt and condemnation. It is that blood. It is the blood of Jesus Christ that resurrected the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. And the blood is the only blood that will save you tonight or today. I want you to understand. I want you to understand. In your mind's eye, you can see the blood of Jesus flowing from the crown of your head to the soles of your feet. 39 stripes. Can you hear it? Do you hear it now? It is the sound of water running, but it's not the water. It's the blood of the Lamb of God dripping upon marble floor after every 39 stripes that he took for you so that you might be healed. Like a lamb at slaughter, they dragged him from his place of prayer to the place of crucifixion. Do they hear the sounds of dripping water of life? The only blood that can remove sin. Look at him at the cross. Suspended between heaven and earth, he bleeds his life away for you. He bleeds from his hands. He bleeds from his ribbon side. He bleeds from his head, his feet, his back. He bleeds for you and I. You say, Pastor, I'm living by the golden rule. You're a heartbeat from hell. Because without Jesus in your life, you're dead already. The Bible says, whosoever believeth lives, and whosoever believeth not is dead already. Mark 16, 16, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. Luke chapter 12, verse 8, whosoever shall confess me before men in him shall the Son of Man also confess before the angels of God. But he that denieth me before men shall be denied before the angels of God. In John 11, verse 25, Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believe in me shall never die. Without the shedding of blood, there is no, no, no remission of sin. Not now, not ever. If you haven't been tuning in to what's going on around the world, you should tune in and listen. It's right out of the book of Revelations. And if you haven't been to the cross of Jesus Christ, been washed in the blood, you're not redeemed. There's no ifs, ands, and buts about it, my friends. Every excuse you've ever made will haunt you for an eternity. An eternity of hell and damnation. It's bunny rabbits or it's resurrected Savior. He awaits your answer today. I want you to know that the Lord of Lords and King of Kings is there with you right now in spirit. Yet right there where you are, no matter where you are, and no matter what you believe, Jesus is sending the Holy Spirit to you because you matter to Him. You matter to Him and you matter to God and you matter to spiritual awareness right now to this team. 
Maybe no one has ever given you a chance to repent of your sins. That means to turn away from your sin, the bad things that you've done in your life. Maybe no one's ever told you that you could change your life midstream and everything that you've ever done that's bad will be put aside and God will never see it. Because when, you, when you're covered with that blood of Jesus, God, it's reflected. God can't see your past. The past is the past. That's why it's called the past. The disciples said to, to Jesus one time, what about, what, what about the commandments? And Jesus said, I leave you two commandments. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all the soul, and with all your mind. This is the first greatest com- and the greatest commandments, and the second is likened unto it. It doesn't mean you don't have to keep the rest of them, but those are the two main ones. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, and on these two commandments hang all the law of the prophets. Today, as I close out this, this message, a special message today, because there's been a lot of confusion about communion, I wanted to bring this message. Before I do, I want to pray this simple sinner's prayer with you. And if you've if you've fallen short and, and you've backslidden away from Christ and you kind of didn't know what to do to get back to the church or back to Christ, and I want to encourage you to get back to a church, find one that's open. A lot of churches are afraid to open up again. But there, there's churches out there. Gospel Faith Church is open in Ashford. And I encourage you to find it and, and, and go. Um, there's, there's precautions. I have gloves. I have masks. Um, I spray everyone down with alcohol. We take their temperatures. So uh, we encourage you to, to come out. But I, wanna, I want you to hear me now. There is no salvation unless you're under the blood of Jesus. So you need to be saved. And it's not that hard, my friend. You don't have to come down the aisle. You don't have to go to a great cathedral. You don't have to have 16 pastors praying for you. Um, you just need to you just need to say this simple prayer with me, uh, even over the airways. If there's nobody around, you can say it under your breath. If there's people around, you just need to say it in your mind's eye. Just say it with me now. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. That's step one. Let's acknowledge what we are. We're all sinners. The Bible says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. There's none righteous, no, not even one. So say it with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, and I ask for your forgiveness. And I believe that you died upon that cross and that you rose from the dead. Because he died for your sins and he shed his blood for you. And the next thing, I turn from my sins. I'm going to turn away from those sins. And I'm going to invite you to come into my heart and into my life. And I want to trust and follow you as my Lord and Savior. Now, if you prayed this prayer in sincere faith, I'd like for you to email me at spiritualawareness, all one word, 777 at gmail.com. And give me today's date that you're hearing this. You said this prayer along with with today's. Then I want you to know that that, that you made the, the best decision of your lifetime. 
It's probably the most important decision you'll ever make. And God has a wonderful future planned out for you, my friend. And, and really a unique purpose for your life. Because today, your life has significance. Your life matters to God, to Jesus, and to us at Spiritual Awareness Ministries. And now that you're a child of God, there's so many benefits that belong to you, such as forgiveness of, uh, of sin, healing for your physical, your mental, your spiritual body, your financial blessings, protection, and the Holy Spirit to guide you and teach you the ways of God. And I want to encourage you to go out and find a Bible-believing church and, and join that church or, or, or you know, ask that church to baptize you in, in Jesus' name for the remission of your sins. And then find a, a, a true Bible-believing church to, to start begin studying the Bible so that you can show yourself approved to God. It's important. In today's world, in what we, we deem as the last days, the end days, the end times, it's important. And for those of you that have gotten away from God and you said that sinner's prayer, you've got a church or maybe you, you could search out a good church. And I invite those that are in our area to, to return to Gospel of Faith Church. I'm there on every other Sunday. My next Sunday is going to be on the 19th, and I'll be back at Gospel of Faith Church. For those of you that can financially support this broadcast, I pray that you would help support us and keep us on the air. I think it's important right now that during these trying times, these trials and tribulations that the devil is throwing out at us, I think it's very important to have this broadcast on the air. And I can't do it by myself, so I'm asking you to help me financially keep this on the air. Whatever you can give, there's a place on the website that you can do that. Or there's a place with our address, our P.O. box, that you can send it into. Whatever you can give is appreciated. We can we can send out our literature, and and uh, we've got T-shirts on there that we uh, give out for donations. So we'd appreciate that. God would appreciate that, helping us out to keep us on the air, I know. So with that... May the Lord bless you, keep you, make his face to shine upon you till he brings us back once again. God bless you all.